everyone. Welcome to the For the Wind podcast. I'm Hemel Traveri, writer and editor at For the Wind, alongside Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. Guys, what's up? What's happening? You would think I'm excited with the NFL season started, but I'm not. I'm just, I just <laughs> you're really, um, you're really selling your position right now as our head NFL writer. I published like twelve thousand words. On Wednesday morning. He did. Stephen, if you uh, have not seen it yet, Stephen published a magnum opus on the current state of NFL defenses. It is worth reading. It is very in the weeds, very I would dense. say. <laughs> it's very dense, but it is also fantastic. Um, but yeah, the NFL season will start on Thursday. Let's get to it. Let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott signing with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Stephen, you had a take. Yeah, my take, I've had the same take all summer. It's that the Cowboys should not pay him a lot of money, and they gave him even more money than I thought they would give him. What are he, the, break down the details. So he got $90 million over over the course of six years. It was an extension. He already had two years left on his deal. So he's basically getting $90 million over six years. And $50 million of it is guaranteed, I believe, which is a lot of money for running backs because it's a position of attrition, meaning they get hurt very easily. Right. Their peak is around like age 24 I saw on Twitter that's based on stats and he's already 24 so arguably it's going to be downhill from here and they just committed all this money to him right so from the team standpoint to how much money they're actually going to get out of him is obviously TBD but from a player standpoint he wants to get as much money as possible considering like you said attrition right. in the position so I you obviously can't blame him for holding out but no you want the the players to get paid as much as they can because they do get exploited by this league they get chewed up and spit out exactly and that's why salaries are so high because the lifespan of the player is so short so while i'm happy for zeke i could still say in the same breath the cowboys paid him way too much money (laughs) no that's fair i agree with that i'm just uh happy he got his money because the cowboys they can do running backs dirty we've seen that with demarco murray and they tried to do it with Emmitt Smith, but I mean they're they're tied up with Zeke. How how much money does he get on the back end? Do what we do know mean? yet? We don't know what like the back of his his contract looks like right now. But based on other contracts that NFL teams hand out, he's that money's probably not real. Yeah, like he's probably not going to see that money unless he defies the odds and continues to be a great player by year six of this contract. But like as an Eagles fan. I feel like this is the best gauge of like how good a contract is, is by asking fans of other teams, are you happy that the Cowboys gave them that much money? I am shocked. I didn't think it would happen. My only like, question is, where do they go now? Who do they give money to next? Is it Amari or is it Dak? I think they pay Amari, Dak doesn't get his money, and they're finding a new quarterback on a cheaper contract and say, you know what, we already have the talent. And we already have the line built up. Let's bring in a young guy on a cheaper value to see if we could win with him on a, his rookie contract for four or five years. My take is it doesn't matter what they do from here on out because they've already like screwed themselves by giving a running back this much money. Like that's the, been the big thing this off season and like for the last couple off season. It's like smart analysts. These people are getting like hired by NFL teams, by the way. So they're mm-hmm. not just guys on Twitter who have a like an Excel program, <laughs> like a spreadsheet. They like know like. They have some clout, and they've proven, like, time and time again, they've presented so much evidence that running backs 
are interchangeable. Like, you don't need a great one to have a great running game. You need a good offensive line. You need a good play caller. I have always been of the position. I, I want to see players get their money because with these sports, your their their time frame of making money is so short. But long-term contracts at high value for star players, very rarely do they are you ever getting all of right. that money back. Like, it just never works in their favor. Especially in the NFL where players get hurt. Yeah. I and mean, there, there's a hard salary cap, too. So these things have to be, like, considered. Like, right. You can't just pay a guy all the money in the world just because you like him. Exactly. That is, it's, it happens with NHL teams all the time. Superstars, that is when they're in their their best position to bargain for high contracts with a long term. And you've got guys that have actually been out of the league for years at this point, not officially retired because the team still has to pay them. Right, exactly. I'm just looking forward to uh, when we first play to see if he's worth all that money. Because if he's not and we beat them, it's like, wow. This is the running back you have for the future. You still can't beat my squad. Are you talking about the Eagles? Talking about the Eagles. When you say we. Oh, I'm sorry. He's on the team. <laughs> I have a rubber band. I'm, should we point out the fact that the Eagles have never beat the Cowboys when With they've Zeke. had yeah, no, Zeke? I know. <laughs> I know. The one time we beat him, he was uh, suspended. And I think we beat him week 17 the year, his rookie year. And when he didn't play. <laughs> we. Yeah. I love that you're using we. All right. Uh, moving on. We are going to get into our social media post of the week starring Antonio Brown, but let's save that for the end. Before we move on to our picks for wokest NFL team and least woke NFL team, a reminder that if you like listening to sports podcasts, there are a whole bunch that we have that you might enjoy listening to you. If you're into MMA, the MMA Junkie Radio is a must-listen. If golf is your thing, check out the Forward Press podcast. Both of these great podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and other popular apps like Spotify. As a matter of fact, to see all of the USA Today Network podcasts, including podcasts from our NFL and NBA teams, go to podcast.usatoday.com. All right, let's talk about woke and unwoke NFL teams. The way this is going to work is that Steven and Evan are each going to make their picks for most woke NFL team, least woke NFL team, and I will be the decider. Let's go. Hemel decided she's the wokest person in the room, so she gets to make these judgment calls. <laughs> but should we start with least woke or most woke? Most Let's start woke. with most woke. I feel like most woke is... So I'll let Evan, the Eagles fan, pitch the Eagles, because that's, that's your pick, right? Uh, it, of course it's my pick. You think about the owner, Jeffrey Lore. He came out... It had a hot take about Trump, basically calling him stupid. He's 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 got the most woke player in the league with uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Okay, oh, <laughs> 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 you Steven shaking his head. <laughs> but if you look at his team, he allows players to be free and kind of like speak on certain issues. He signed Mike Vick, fresh out of uh, serving for dog fighting. Is that woke? Is that woke? It, it offered an opportunity for an African-American man, all right? That's woke. To reduce recidivism? But if you just look at, like, how he treats his players, like, he gives them the freedom to be themselves. A lot of players, they have, like, that, that I own you mentality. You need to do what I say. So I'm going with Jeffrey Lord and the Eagles. All right, I got two options. Okay. Oh, my God. Come on, bro. <laughs> Somebody overprepared. Because I'm not, like, 100% conf confident in my first one. Because of the presence of one player, my my first nominee is the Buccaneers, because oh. Bruce Arians, he's the only like head coach that 
he like only hires black assistants and he hires he's hired women assistants twice now on two different teams so he's giving these people opportunities to get jobs that they might not have the opportunity mm-hmm. to get the problem with the bucks is that Jameis winston is on the team <laughs> uh yeah that feels like an immediate strike I get that. That's why I came prepared with the second team. But you cannot deny. Okay, Bruce Arians is the wokest head coach in the NFL. I don't. I. I'm going to save my opinion until I hear your next pick. Okay, my next pick is the Panthers. Okay. I'm also going with my favorite team. <laughs> I got a couple of reasons for this. They signed Eric Reed, the actual most woke player in the NFL, not sell out Malcolm Jenkins, Ooh. who allowed the NFL to use him as as a meat shield. The own the new owner who replaced a racist pervert. Oh my god! I mean, he got sued for this stuff. He, yeah, like, yeah. So I'm allowed to say this, but he has he's criticized Trump too. So he has the thing that Lori has. Mm-hmm. We're square there. Mm-hmm. And then Cam Newton's the quarterback. Whoa! <laughs> what, what is Whoa. that? What does that mean? That's your woke take. That's your woke take. Is that it's Cam Newton because he's black or because he, he's Cam Newton? You remember what he said? Told the girl like, "Wow, I can't believe you asked me that question." Yeah, where he? Yeah, but he's learned since then. Okay, <laughs> he's been awakened. <laughs> no, no, that was not. I forgot. Oh, Tory Smith. Cut. But they, but they just cut him. <laughs> <laughs> you got Tory Smith. I got Chris Long. Chris Long's not on the team anymore. I mean, Chris if Long you want, retired. But I'm saying though, if you want to use him, I can use Chris Long. He was on the Eagles for two years. He was he had his fist up with Malcolm Jenkins. Well, he had his hand around his back when they were protesting. Anyway, Cam Newton also does a lot of work for charity. Let's let's also <laughs> add that in. Yeah, he made a sexist comment. <laughs> I mean, every just about every player does a lot of charity work. All right. So my take on this is uh, honestly, I think I might have to go with the Panthers. Uh, because of Eric Reed, like I think that that is the hold on, I think that that is the one thing where you really are putting yourself out there in terms of your fan base is uh, by supporting a player who decides to take a knee during the national anthem. The Panthers signed him. And we the signed Panthers Vic. signed him. That was a the biggest risk. No, see, Think here's about the my protest. thing. That's not a r- no. Here's my thing. Like, I feel like the Michael Vick situation is actually pretty sketchy. Right. I'm not gonna. That to me is not a selling point because uh, I, you know, if you're gonna if you're it. gonna be into to dog fighting, I'm I'm not gonna give you a woke title. Like I, it's right. I guess like reformed or an unreformed. It's not being into. Is he gave an African American male a second chance, and, and that's fine, and I think that's fair. But that does not immediately qualify them as the wokest NFL team. I think it would have to be the team that signs that has Eric Reid and is going to support a player who decides to take a knee. Also, a lot of teams have given guys second chances. Like you act like when a guy gets arrested in the NFL, like that's the end of his career. We know <laughs> that's not the case. Are you going to say that the the Browns are the wokest team because they signed Kareem Hunt and gave him a second chance? Well, yeah. First of all, the Browns are Argument. the Browns. The Browns are the Browns. Okay, let's move on to the least woke NFL team. It has to be the Patriots. Tom the Brady, New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. Brady has a MAGA hat in his locker. Robert Kraft and Trump are boys. Uh, I mean, that pretty much does it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could say the Browns are. 
after the signing of Kareem Hunt, after we saw the video. But I, I think I'm going to go Patriots. Okay, valid choice. I feel like there's a lot of options for Lee <laughs> right. You can right. go Dolphins. You can go Patriots. Well, I'm going Cowboys. Okay. Because Jerry Jones is the owner. And you remember when he, like, pretended to kneel? Or, like, he was kneeling, oh. but, like, only for the cameras? He was – that was appropriating woke culture. Uh, who else is on there? Oh, Ezekiel Elliott. He's very problematic. Exactly. Like, Ezekiel Elliott, we – he's had – Series of uh, physical assault allegations leveled against him. Some of them have been on camera. <laughs> right. Some of which are not allegations. And then uh, Dak Prescott. Even he, he's the only quarterback in the league that has like come out and been like, yeah, we kneel or we stand for the anthem. You remember when he said that? Yeah. Dak, he, I felt like that was more like Jerry pushing them to say that. He though. still said it. He still said he's, it, though. Yeah. Um. I am going to go with – it's the obvious choice. No, honestly, it's the obvious choice. But I'm going to go with the New England Patriots uh, as the least woke NFL team. They think that just because they are not actively doing something wrong that they don't have uh, – that they don't need to speak up and say anything. Like, they don't use their power for anything. This is the first time uh, I think I've had somebody join my argument for anything. I, you know, I, the Dallas Cowboys, that's a very fair take. But again, the team, I mean, the league is littered with teams that give players with domestic violence allegations a second chance. That's fair. I thought you was going to say the Dolphins. I was, but the argument isn't very strong. You have the owner who supports Trump, but like every, every wait, owner. Wait, hold up, hold up. We are, we are all wrong. <laughs> Why didn't anyone bring up the Redskins? Oh, <laughs> dude. And we're in Washington. <laughs> the least woke team is the FTW podcast. <laughs> we have not talked about the Redskins, uh, mainly because I feel like they're just so irrelevant. I think that's probably why it just never came up. But not in this discussion. They're like the Patriots of. I understand. Yeah, but they're just not very visible. Problematic right now. NFL God. franchise. I mean, yeah. beyond the racist name. Beyond the racist name. You have Reuben Foster. <laughs> they signed Reuben Foster <laughs> after he was accused of domestic violence a second time. They have Daniel Snyder. As the owner. As the owner who contributed to Trump's campaign, by the way. And they had the cheerleader thing. Oh, yeah, the cheerleader thing. The cheerleader thing, if you're not aware, is this kind of um, investigated. I don't know if it was a news story or a lawsuit. It was a story. It was a story about everything the cheerleaders were expected to do while they um, were with the team that came very close to just being... It uh, was it was soft prostitution. I'm not done with the Redskins. They were the last NFL team to sign a black player. Mm-hmm. And they had to be forced into signing a black player by the government who said they would take their stadium lease away if they didn't sign one. Right, but you're are we talking about the entire history of a team as being woke or unwoke, but, or are we just talking about them right now? I was getting to my point. I was getting to my point. Oh, my God. The Get owner, to your point. The owner that got forced to sign the black player He's the one that came up with the name Redskins. So when they say it's heritage, not hate or whatever, that's a total lie. The guy was a racist. You think that guy actually like wanted to honor Native Americans? No, he's a racist. And them not changing the team name makes them racist. I mean, I feel like they're not even in the conversation of least woke. They're just like... It's just apparent. Like We know they're not woke. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to our final segment of the For the Win podcast, uh, our social media post of the week. Evan. 
Take it away. Yeah, so our good friend Antonio Brown tweeted out his displeasures with the Raiders and basically showed a notice he got from general manager Mike Mayock saying that you're OS this amount this much money for missing what he missed. Walkthroughs, he missed preseason training activities. And so in his own words, he said, When your own team want to hate, but there's no stopping me now. Devil is a lie. Everyone got to pay this year. So we clear at Raiders. So what does that mean? <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I don't know if he is hating on his own team for finding him on things that he knew he was going to get fined on. You know, in the wonderful world of AB, he probably thought they're not going to find me. They can't find me. And Mike Mayock was like, "You're getting fined." <laughs> This is how much you owe us. So we're happy you're playing again, but we need our money too. Yeah. What does he mean by the devil is a lie? See, that's what I don't understand. Who's the devil? Is it John Gruden? I don't know. Because John Gruden And didn't. why is he a lie? I guess the devil could be multiple people, all the people who's been talking about him this offseason. Oh, that- so maybe does he mean that like the devil are lying? That it's- clears me because if the devil's a lie, then I'm good. Like, <laughs> I don't have to worry about afterlife at all. Uh, I, I will say that this is I why I don't. do love AB, just for his willingness to, and I don't like the word provocative when it's, you know, when it's not used the right way, but I will say that for his willingness to kind of be pro- provocative and transparent to, and post stuff like this, uh, that really. He like he he just has no filter and it is so entertaining. I want the NFL to keep a camera on him the whole season oh. because the stuff he says is like first of all I can't understand half of it, but when he says it is like I love it. Yeah, like I watched the last episode of Hard Knocks last night and he was just saying stuff like this, and you're like I don't know what he's talking about, but I love it. He definitely has a personality and. That is, pulls people in regardless of whether you love that personality or whether you hate that personality. Uh, it's all the AB brand. Well, he finessed his way into getting a helmet. Uh, a helmet deal. A helmet deal. A new contract. Yeah. He's just been finessing us all this whole offseason. Like, we're laughing like, oh, AB's so crazy. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, well, he's rich and we're not. <laughs> So. Yeah. Oh, I definitely don't think he's crazy. He definitely he could be a. I I feel like there's method to the madness. Calculated. That's my guy. I think it's possible that he's just falling into this luck. Like he's so good at football that right. it like just helps him. Yeah. Well, he by. wouldn't be able to get away with this if he wasn't able to back it up on the field. I just can't wait for him to throw a temper tantrum off of Derek Carr. Oh, Derek Carr is definitely going to block him on Twitter this season. <laughs> <laughs> He blocks everyone on Twitter. He's blocked me. I'm blocked. I'm about to say, you and him about to have something in common. I'm blocked by the whole Carr family. (laughs) Except for David. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening to us. Uh, Enjoy the start of the NFL season. And as always, remember to rate and review us on your podcasting app of choice. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Go Redskins.